Welcome to Conversations on Coast Access Radio. In this program we have conversations with people about their interests, their lives, the things that motivate and excite them. So relax and enjoy this conversation. And this program's also heard on Radio Kidnappers in the Hawke's Bay. You know, it's amazing who you meet in the community and come across this most amazing woman who was almost a neighbor from Southern California and Los Angeles in a vague sense. And we just struck up a conversation and I want to have a chat with her. <laughs> She's not a New Zealander by birth, but we won't hold that against her. Her name is Anne, Anne Butter. Anne Butter is from Waikanae. Welcome, Anne. Hello, thank you. Hi. Well, you're, you're from Waikanae now. I am. Yeah. <laughs> you're not to start with. You're American. I actually am a dual citizen as of recently. I am both. I'm officially a Kiwi. Congratulations. So, <laughs> thank so you. So am I. But I've, I've been here 50 years and it took me 46. Did it? Re- oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, come on. you got to get on the to-do oh, list. Hang on. <laughs> I've got there. Been there, done that. <laughs> you're in New Zealand, but, you know, as we say... You, American born and bred on the East Coast, but then went to the West Coast. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Grew up in Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C., and then I ended up in Los Angeles, living in Studio City um, area, always in the Valley for years and years. And I'm being specific and saying always in the Valley because you, my friend, understand that statement. Oh, I do. <laughs> as soon as you go down the what freeway is it? The 405 or the 101? 101. The Probably the 101. Into the valley. Into the valley, and there it is. It was millions of people. Yes. So we're... Into the 818. Oh, the 818. <laughs> the, yeah, the 818. That's the area code we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. It used to be the 213, and then there was some other yeah. area code. 310. That's 3-1-0's. the one that everybody wants. That's the Beverly Hills area oh. codes. Everybody wants the 310. Oh. I was 818 hardcore for years and proud of it. Valley girl all the way. <laughs> the really funny thing is you met a New Zealander in <laughs> Southern California who lived close to where my sort of old family home was. Yeah, and we met actually in Cancun. So I was living in L.A., went to a wedding in Cancun, met my now husband there. He's the brother of my friend's now husband. Is going to get real complicated. Um, And then, yeah, found out talking to Glenn. He not only used to live next to you, right in your hood, he and I worked at the same restaurant in the same chain and would have been in the same room at a certain point in the early 2000s mm. and walked right past each other. <laughs> wow. and talk about Cancun. My aunt and uncle have a timeshare in Cancun out of you know living in Florida. So oh, you know, there's some more coincidences. Yeah, that is there. a beautiful area down there. I love Cancun. Now, we haven't really talked about what you do and what you're doing here, apart from the fact you've met a New Zealander. <laughs> And he basically has brought you back. Mind you, he was was working in the States. Like I got in his suitcase. No, he was actually living here. I was in the States, and when we met, um, it was because we got married just a few years ago. Mm. Um, It was my first marriage in my 40s, and I had hit a point in L.A. when I met him. I'd come to visit and really liked New Zealand, and just I knew there was a next step. It was time to do something else, and 
I came here and fell in love. Like there was just something about Wellington, the culture and the people that really resonated. And we had a huge conversation about it. And I agreed to be the one who said, I'll pack up and come on over. And it's been awesome. <laughs> and here you are in Waikanae of all places. I know. I love the coast. I wish we had gotten here sooner. We started out close to Wellington and Wainui Omada was where he was living. And then we've got a house in Aotea, Porirua area. That's beautiful, dude. Yeah. That's, I loved it there. Um, I mean, I loved every spot that we lived, but I always had my eye on the coast. There was just something about once you come into Paikakariki and start to drive into that little stretch between there and Otaki, there was just something thudded in my gut and my heart when I would be out here. So, yeah, we ended up buying a home and moved in on the first lockdown day. We pulled into our driveway. Oh, as soon RV. as that? Oh, so last year you're talking about? It would have been, yeah, over like early 2020. 18 months ago. March 2020, the date was it the 25th that we locked down, I think? Yeah, 26th, one of those days, yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I love it here. You guys have a beautiful hood. (laughs) Wonderlandfirm.com. There's a website yes. that you're part of, yeah? Yes, yes, yeah. So yeah there's that? there's a couple I have a couple of um personalities. So um <laughs> <Uh-oh>. yeah. <laughs> Ann Butter works with her husband Glenn Butter. We have Wonderland Firm, which is a social media strategy and PR firm here on the Capity Coast. And uh we have worked with clients in New Zealand. Um you got to meet John Hanlon, who was one of our clients for a while with PR. Mm. Um, we've also worked with different health and wellness companies, but we've really been concentrating on social media for small to medium businesses and looking at put together, putting together workshops for a lot of businesses, trying to find their space in a very um, insane platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, always changing. So we try to stay on top of it. A difficult time for many, and you can still conduct business in these times? We can. Um, Luckily, it is one of those businesses that I think you can do a lot over email and Zoom. And we've had clients that are not only local, but are in other parts of the world. But, you know, that being said, a lot of our business that we always like to cater to are to the small businesses, the mom and pops. And the last year and a half has been really hard on them. So, yeah, we do. We reach out, and but we're always here for questions. We love helping the smaller businesses trying to get up and going. So there'd be quite a change in thought, I suppose, in business people from pre-COVID days, post-COVID days, and so on, how they conduct business. Things have changed, and they'll never be the same, Anne. No. No, they won't. I think that, um, you know, on one good hand, Zoom was such a winner in 2020. I (laughs) hate Zoom. I can't stand it. But it's made it great for folks like us with a business that we're able to hop on quickly to see somebody and have a meeting. You should see the body language she's giving me. (laughs) Zoom is great. Like, wait, it's so good. Yeah. But, see, I can look at the good and the bad because it is like Zoom takes a lot of that personal out like when you have a meeting like for us when we met for the first time we chatted on the phone but then if we had had a zoom follow-up there's something to the energy of being in the room with somebody definitely i understand i appreciate that so how many clients are you looking after at the moment at the moment specific number on it i mean maybe it's none of my business 
That's why we just have a couple right now. I actually, I sit back and work on that strategy with my husband, so I can't think right now of the exact number. But I tell you, one of our clients that is local, um, if I'm allowed to plug the Capity Food Fair, who we're working with on their social media strategy. Indeed, yes. (laughs) I'd love you to plug them because, you know, they do such an amazing, outstanding job with Helene and uh, Janine, I guess. Those are the people you're dealing with. Yeah, such lovely women, but smart, very smart ladies with an amazing event that's coming up in December. And it is, um, it's one of my favorite projects to work across because I love food. And you just (laughs) see these pictures and you get to kind of know and understand who's showing up a little bit ahead of time. And and I love that they support Capity Local. Yeah, they do. And you're into things like organizing other things slightly off to the side, like entertainment, music, that sort of thing as well with, say, the food fair. Yes, I do. I I have helped on those in other events in the past, not so much with the food fair. I will chat with them about it, but definitely that is Helene and Janine behind the scenes just being – Amazing human beings. <laughs> that's, that's the catchphrase. Helene and Janine behind the scenes. Yeah, being uh, amazing human beings. Being human being, yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, that's awesome. What motivates you to do this? Oh, my gosh. There's a question. I Yeah. You stumped me. <laughs> that's the first time I think I've ever stumped an American like that, without words. But what motivates me? What? Why do you want to do this? I, you know, I think it's because I'm a masochist. I like social media <laughs> and strategy. I, um, when Facebook first started and Twitter and all of that business, it was that early 2000s and I was dipped a toe in it at an early stage. And it's something that I've stayed across no matter what I've done since then. And it's always fit into different careers or different paths that I'm taking. And it's an interesting space to watch it grow. And I like being across the change and to understand the strategy as well as the different apps and things that are popping up in the social media space. But I guess my motivation is probably just my own general curiosity. The business came because I was working with a company in the States where we were doing a lot of social media work. But I saw the smoke and mirrors behind the company, how much we were charging, uh, what was actually being paid in rent, like what actually went in. And I wanted the business to be like free of the smoke and mirrors. You get right to the people working on your strategy. There's no BS in it. We just kind of black and white lay it out for people and keep it simple for them. And you can work from home. You can work from home. I can work from anywhere. I've mm. you know been able to work. I was in South Africa at one point working, you know, sitting in a B&B in Cape Town. I've been in London working. I've been um, like just traveled all over with clients and been able to still do social media and strategy for others. All right. Let's go back to the United States because yeah. this is interesting. And let's Southern California because, you know, here we are talking. I was born, as I said, in, in Hollywood, yeah. and I mentioned a few areas and places. And, oh, yeah, I know that. That's close, you know. And then you brought up Silver Lake. and Oh, that's just next door almost to Los Feliz. Yeah, yeah. Where I was. I mean, how bizarrely coincidental is this that all of a sudden here we are 7,000 miles away from from that. You consider that your home, yeah, Southern California? Definitely do, yeah. Mm. Definitely. What's so good about Southern California that you like? You 
been there a fair while. I think, you know, on one hand, it was the place I lived the longest for one amount of time. Mm. But also when I moved there, um, it was my move. It was my city. I made my place there. And my family, my nephew came. I had a couple nephews and family members that ended up moving out after I kind of had gone and paved the way and was like, yeah, I'm loving it here. And it was just a great city with amazing friends and something that it's like New York. You just never know what's going to happen. You get a phone call. I had someone um, that I was talking to the other day about random coincidence, random events that happen in Los Angeles. And living somewhere like that, you get a phone call from a friend who knows somebody, friend of a friend on a Wednesday night, and they go, hey, you know what? We need to get 100 people in a room. Do you want to make some extra money? We need people to clap extra percussion for Michael Jackson's album. Yeah, all right, I'll make some money and come hang out and get fed. So you go and do that, you know, back in 98, 99 to make $100, and you end up being one of four people out of the 100 chosen to clap back up for one of him albums. Hang on, albums. Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Uncredited. So, so you're, you're actually, your hand clapping is on a Michael Jackson track. These hands should be insured, but I never did it. I just didn't know if um, what track? I have a career what track? What, what's I have to, for? you know, I've had somebody ask me that, but I was not a fan of his at the time, and it was literally one of those things. I have to pull it up. I can get you receipts. My friend produced the album, worked on the album with him. But it was, I can hear the song, and I'll be somewhere and hear the song, and I can tell which one it is because I hear the beat. And I'm like, that's the one I'm on. Did you see him? Did you meet him? No, he was on the phone. Uh, he oh. was in the booth on the phone listening to us, but we had, like, I think there were three producers in there, and then my friend Ernie and another guy that were listening and keeping us. It, it was an interesting night, though, because they had us in there for two hours, and they were trying to get 100 people to clap mm. to add that robust sound. And you had these guys in there that were, you know, were talking smack like, yeah, we got this. We've got the beat. And it ended up being four ladies that stood up that they were like the four of you can actually keep the beat. We want you to be on the album. <laughs> oh, that's that, Wow. Following your dreams. I mean, a lot of people go to Southern California, Hollywood, because, you know, the rich and famous are there. And in a sense, you worked with a few of them. Yes. Now it's time to name drop. <laughs> it's time to name drop. I shall let you name drop. <laughs> well, yes. there's, a, there's a few. There's one name I'll, I will mention. And the specific title of your job, I can't exactly remember, but Jason Alexander, yeah, who a lot of people will know as George Costanza in Seinfeld. Yes. You worked closely with him. I did. I was his personal assistant for a couple of years. Wow. So yeah. what did that entail? Is uh, Organizing his life? Essentially, yes. You know, you just kind of, you're an extra arm for a very busy human being that needs the help. Um it's, yeah, just kind of working as his assistant, helping things to function in life, both across business and personal. Um, yeah, I worked with him for a long time, and I love telling people that he ruined me for working for any other employers because it was such – working for him and his wife was such a lovely experience that I will always count myself as lucky for having to have worked in their in their house and as part of their business. I've heard, you know, some really good stories about the fact that he's such a family man and an easygoing guy and yeah. the exact opposite of George Costanza. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. now, the exact opposite. Now in saying that, he's played a heck of a lot of 
parts in movies and um, other TV shows uh-huh. and so on. You know, he, he was in Pretty Woman, for example. That's the one that always pops up for a lot of people because yeah. he's he actually did tell me one time that he's like it was very hard being that guy that hit julia roberts in the movie when it came out because he would have people you know coming up to him like why'd you hit her yeah. why'd you do that but you know what a guy and oh, i'm gonna push you to find <laughs> i know you will. i want an interview with this guy i, I, I love seinfeld and you know the work that jason's done over the years and um Good on him. Well, that's amazing. And all right, you keep name dropping. Then there's a couple of others. Oh, geez, I'm trying to think of who else I can bring up. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I only had a, one cup of coffee before I came in. <laughs> but that's that's Hollywood, that's... Southern California. You know, you talk about the valley. That's... My aunt and uncle who lived in Sherman Oaks, for yes. example, lived across the street from the Lewises. Now, the, oh yes, now yes, the Lewises. Yes, yes. Um, as an Al Lewis, yes. he was Grandpa Munster. Yes, he was. On the Munsters. So I, I met him, and he came over one day without the makeup on. He looked exactly like Grandpa Munster, with a big pointy nose and the chin and so on. If you remember watching that in the 1960s, there he is. Oh, my gosh. That is just so crazy. Mm. That's, yeah, it's a, L.A. was that spot that you would be standing. You know, you go somewhere and find yourself. You know, I was at... Um, running an errand for Jason one day actually and was standing in a postal shop and somebody was, you know, gestured, talking and just gestured and they had a cast on their left arm, cracked me in the elbow so bad. It was one of those clunks that it was the funny bone and you just, I could not, fell to my knees, gag laughing because I was like, I want to vomit, I wanted to laugh, it just hurt. The next thing I know, Michael Rappaport is helping me stand up and over, like, I am so sorry, I just did that to you in front of my kids. I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah please do it again you know yeah random just a very random place <laughs> that you just have to be open for anything can happen <laughs> well i can remember the circumstances were a little unfortunate my cousin had died five six years ago and we had gone after the event me and uh, another distant very distant relation uh decided we, we wanted to hit a comedy club in hollywood boulevard somewhere you know whatever time of the night it was. Um, and we did. And there were some half-famous people doing stand-up comedy and so on. Yeah. And, of course, we were sitting right in the front seat. And I liked to heckle. And I did. <laughs> oh, no. Significantly. Um, and about 2.30 in the morning when we'd left this comedy club, because that's what it is, really, because I thought, I'm never going to have this opportunity again to see a dozen comics who you know they could be the next jerry seinfeld they could be the next ray romano those sort of people you never know and those are the Uh, kind of places that all of those comics go and work in the middle of the week to test all their stuff so it's a great idea it's a good idea on your part good strategy we were walking you know finding stefan's car when he vaguely could remember where it was parked somewhere in the hollywood hills um (laughs) and all of a sudden there's a might have been a porsche or something and someone says hey there's there goes justin bieber Justin Bieber drove past us. <laughs> whoop de doo But that's that's just what it is, um, really. The other thing about Jason Alexander is he's been to New Zealand, hasn't he? He, I, he has. Been. I was working for him when he came on a trip years ago to New Zealand and Australia. 
And um, yeah, that was when I actually learned as his assistant that you need to check the times when you're making phone calls. Because I would just pick up mm. the phone. He left phone numbers, be like, here, you know, if you need need us, get a hold of us here. <laughs> and then there I was calling New Zealand at two in the morning. So <laughs> what are you waking me up for? You uh, whoopsie daisies. <laughs> yeah. But he, um, I did hear a story. He he fell in love with New Zealand. You know, there was even thoughts that he was going to come and move with his family when. You know, things um, settled down somewhat. You know, we, can, oh, we could do with him. You never know. I will keep. A, we'll have to like send a little note and be maybe. Maybe he needs a, a personal invitation from Jacinda Ardern because you know she did how you pick up Stephen Colbert, Colbert at the airport. So I feel like if Jacinda hears this and she wants to hit one of us up, Jacinda, we can get you to Jason and let's get Jason here. Oh, I, she listens to the podcast. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> We could get him and Stephen Colbert here and then take them on this amazing personal tour. <laughs> and Jerry Seinfeld and Larry Jerry. David. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, those are other stories. So you basically grew up, you're an East Coast girl, yeah? Yeah, Maryland. Maryland. Yep. And I mean, I've got family in, in Maryland as well. So, you know, here we go again. Oh, so did we talk, what part of Maryland? Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> um, I've got a cousin who's a dentist somewhere. Um, I had family who lived in Bowie, Bowie. Oh, yes, 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 up on the west, uh, western yeah, shore. close enough. It was an hour uh, train ride into D.C. Yep. From there, so I've done that, and they've done that. So growing up in this area, I mean, what did you want to be when you grew up? Do you have any idea? I actually, I knew I wanted to go into journalism and into writing. I made bold statements as a child. I think there was like, I wanted to do acting. I wanted to write a novel. I actually wanted to go to an island and write a book, which I did do. I have done because that's part of my whole other personality is that I'm an author. Um, but I wanted to be Barbara Walters, except mm -hmm. I wanted it to be Baba Wawa from the Saturday Night Live days. <laughs> yeah, there may not be too many New Zealanders who know that, but I understand. I know that. She's still alive, isn't she, Barbara Walters? Yeah. She's well she's into still, her 80s now. Yeah. I used to love in high school watching when she would interview people. Don't know. I mean, that was oh, back in the 80s. She was always doing interviews. and She got the top interviews. with. She you know, did. She would do presidents, really sit-downs. Um, you know, anyone who wanted to talk on TV, it was Barbara Walters. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was something special. Um, did you you had her to look up to? Anyone else that you thought, hey, this is someone who I want as a mentor? Oh boy, putting on the yeah. spot here. I you remember. really are. Like good, hey? I was thinking on the way over, I was like, I wonder what we'll talk about. And wow, you've got some good questions here. Mentor, you know I. You wanted to be an astronaut when you grew up. You wanted to be a fireman. You know, right. I wanted to do all the things. I wanted to make sure I did all of the things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can't actually say that there was one person I can point to and go, I wanted to do it like they did. I think because, you know, in my family, one thing that my parents did always teach us, they're like, you're going to have to go to the beat of your own drummer and figure it out. And I think that's... I might have just taken that to heart through the years. I always had people that dipped in front of me that showed up as mentors, Jason included being one of them. 
Um, and I've had other, you know, for the PR and social media business, I have a couple of amazing women, female entrepreneurs that have been mentors for me in that space. And in my writing, I've met authors in the last 10 years that have helped mentor me there. Um, you know, I feel like I can point to my older sister. We have a, she's 20 years older than I am. Oh, okay. I was a big, my brother's 10, my sister is 20. Um, and I could probably point to her as my biggest role model because I watched how she kind of took life and business by the horns and always wanted to kind of step into it the same way she had. So what's your book about? Is it just the one book that you've written? Mm. No, mm, I've written been, a few, yeah. yeah. What are they? Are they, they novels? Are they fiction? Yes, it mm. is. It's rom-com, romantic comedies, um, sweet romance. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, I have those up there right now just on Amazon. I write as Anne Kemp, K-E-M-P. Oh, okay. And that's, yeah, that is my fun space. I'm actually under contract right now for three books with a publishing house in the state. So I'll have three more coming out over the next year, plus my own indie books that I've got going on the side as well. Mm. Now, to tell you what, now we could talk for hours here, but another big passion of yours is, is music. And there's something else we yes. share. You know, here we are, old punk rockers from the 80s almost. I, it's so funny because we started chatting about punk rock, and I said, do you know this band X? And we both just. Yeah, because there's a song called Los Angeles. Yep, <laughs> which right. we then sang. <laughs> uh, yeah. we'll, we'll leave that bit out. Yeah, we don't need to do that to anybody here. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, you know, that's another big influence, you know, music side of things. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? And you've come here. What's the future hold for you? Here, um, well, you know, today I'm going to go work in the garden, and yeah, I don't know. The future is like you. <laughs> the future is going to be awesome because it's here. Um, I count myself so grateful and lucky to be in New Zealand, um, especially in the last 18 months. I especially feel lucky to be on the Cavity Coast, our neighborhood and our street here. I've found the most amazing community of people mm. and i think the future for us will be you know looking at the direction of you know with our business just kind of see how COVID takes us all on this journey that we're this roller coaster we're going on but yeah i intend to write i love hiding in my office and why can i and going into a little la la land with some romance <laughs> and see what happens <laughs> so direct people to your website you've got more than one site with your yeah. name on it don't you well it would be if you're interested in seeing the books it would be at www.ankemp.com or you can go to amazon um and just type in ann kemp mm -hmm. it's ann with an e ann with an e and k-e-m-p and yeah. um and you can even google the other name I don't know who you are, to be perfectly honest. You I could be, me you neither know. some days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah, com is our social media and strategy business. Yeah. Um, well, just Google. You can just Google Ann Butter, yeah. and, and that's B-U-T-T-A-R. Yes. Yeah. Butar. Butar. <laughs> if you want to be fancy, it's Ann oh, Butar. Oh, that's like Hyacinth Bouquet. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I mean, there's so much, you know, to talk about fascinating person congratulations on making 
Waikanae and Kapiti, your home. And oh, I hope you. everything works out for you. I really do. And boy, I want that Jason Alexander. <laughs> well, uh, did, did I mention that? <laughs> no, let me make a note of that one real quick. Just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oops. Get that up. Uh-huh. And thank you for having a chat with us today and all the very best for the business. Thank you so much. Thank and you for having me. We will keep in touch when a new book comes. Come and read it. Actually, I'd be that, glad to. What a really neat idea. Um, seriously, yeah. we, we can do a book reading for you. I would love to. I actually, I have one that will be coming out in novella soon, and then a cozy mystery under a different name will be coming out in about a year. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll come well, read. <laughs> you all listen. <laughs> Thank you, Anne. And butter. And Kemp, and who knows what, our topic of conversations for this week. What a fascinating person she is. Conversations with Todd Zayner. You've been listening to Conversations on Coast Access Radio, a program where we talk with people about their lives their passions, their interests. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.